I'm author Mark Muncy. And I'm author Erica Lance. And this is Eerie Travels. Greetings, travelers. Greetings. I don't know why I keep saying it like that. Greetings, travelers. Greetings, I'm now it's, it's very travelers. Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Greetings. Yeah, I don't know. It's I don't know. It's very maniacal. <laughs> I don't know. That happening. works still. That works still. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, we are we are back and we are here. Thank you guys for joining us. Now we're twice a week and you're still coming, which is great. So, which is great. Mark hasn't scared you away. I'm impressed. I know. And, you know, and, 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 we, and we're still entertaining according to all the reviews and, and all yes. that. So thank you all so much for sharing and, 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 and leaving those comments and, and all that, even the bad ones, we take them, we, you know, we work, we want to be better. So so it's all good. Listen, we've shut off our Discord, okay? So yes, Discord yeah. is now off. Yeah, so and West and Facebook is off. So yeah, so you won't hear I... ding 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 ding. Yeah, yeah. So the two guys that were complaining about that, I apologize. So it's yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> listen, we take your listener stories very yeah. seriously. Oh my gosh. Yes, yes, yes. And and we've gotten some great listener stories. Thank you all so much. We're saving up for volume three of our listener tales. Uh, but we do have a few that we, you know, we get that we feel like really need to be, you know, spoken, you know, very quickly. And okay, just for the record, Mark likes to share these. So in case you're wondering, your listener story isn't less than another listener story. He just gets excited. I just get excited. So Some of them are like, oh my gosh. Uh, so this one, I'm, I'm going to start with this one. Let's, let's okay. start before oh, we go yeah. any further in the episode. Let's let's do this. Let's get this out of the way. So, um, so this I got from uh, Scott in Brooksville, Florida. So, which we had discussed on a previous episode, we talked about how uh, Brooksville is like one of those underrated ghost towns. But this guy, uh, he's like, hey, as a truck driver, I used to take State Route 471 through the Green Swamp South when traveling to Lakeland from up north. When okay. sitting in the tractor. I am about six to seven feet up in the air. It was about 3 a.m. and I was the only vehicle on the road when I saw something bipedal about 50 yards walk onto the road. It turned and looked at me with reflective eyes, turned to its left and walked back into the woods. This thing was eye level with me. I, can confirm, I can't confirm what it was, but I didn't want to see it again. I found another route to get to Lakeland. So, so now, he's saying this thing was six or seven feet tall. I reached back out to him to see if this was a Bigfoot or a dog man. He's like, I don't know. It was big and it was dark and it had reflective eyes and it turned around. So this could be anything. And he refuses to take that road. So for those of you driving through the green swamp, which now for those who don't know what the green swamp is, if you look at Florida from space at night, you see all these beautiful lights along the beaches and along the cities. And then there are these dark spots. And the south one is the Everglades. The one on the west is Lake Okeechobee. And a little north of that is uh, the Ocala National Forest. On the, you know, on the Gulf Coast, you'll see Mayaka State Forest. And then this area, which is called the Green Swamp. And that is the headwaters of all the water for Tampa Bay and most of Central Florida. And it is literally a swamp. It is 
you know, hunting and fishing paradise, but it is also just swampland. So, and, and we know what likes to live in the swampland that meets yep. that particular description, don't we? As some people call it the swamp ape, but in Florida, we call it the skunk ape because he smells bad and is about nine feet tall, supposedly, and, you know, and, and, and has reflective eyes and, you know, this is a bipedal thing and all that. So, is that what yeah. you saw? Yeah. Hey, I, just be happy it didn't stop in front of your truck because I don't think these are pleasant things when you encounter them for real. I, you know, I don't know. I don't know. It didn't seem, you know, he didn't threaten him or anything like that. So it was literally turned and ran away. So, it, you know. It, no, it, no, it turned and walked. Let's, walked let's clarify. All right, all right. Walked did away. not say run away. All and right. not only that, it had the desired effect. He doesn't go that way anymore. So no, I think no, it did yeah. its job. It did its job. It did its job. Ain't that the truth? So. so I think that's interesting because of my breaking news story. Breaking news. Yes. So this was on BBC. It's actually a video and we can post it. Um, we'll post it in the links. But um, one of my favorite things in the entire universe may be actually real. What is what's unicorns. your favorite thing that isn't real? Um, <laughs> I can make a list, Mark. We okay, on that list. Um, but this might be real. So what is this? This might be real. How about a man that cleans up after himself? Just, just, oh just, no, no that's, just kidding. You that's know, figments of my imagination. No, teasing. Impossible. Um, but this is uh, unicorns. So I've what? loved unicorns since I was a kid. I think a lot of us, especially. Um, young girls tend to love unicorns. It's not a sex thing. It just happens to be hey. a lot of times that's the case. Young boys, I mean, fantasy novels, we all love unicorns. Well, apparently they have found some skeletal remains of a bipedal, uh, not a bipedal, um, a horse-like creature. Yeah. Not, And they're not big like modern day horses and what people think of modern day horses, but with the horn. So... Hmm. They have some skeletal evidence that they've now found where they believe it's in what people probably thought were unicorns. Because we've talked about it a little bit, like Norwals and things like that, of the yeah, unicorn yeah. of the sea. And people used to take their horns, which was horrible, and say, look, they brought back a unicorn horn and blah, blah. Uh, rhino horn and yeah. other things like that, too. Yeah. But this looks like this may be, may be a unicorn so i would love for our listeners to check out the video not while you're driving and no. see what you think of what the what has scientists have found and this wasn't on like the inquirer this was on bbc so there's a little more credibility to where this came from yeah and, and you know and this you know it goes back to the the you know the middle ages you know there was the alicorn supposedly and uh, then, you know, there's a, a bunch of other, you know, animals that were given unicorn names, uh, you know, so we don't know. I I just, I love that, you know, for a long time, we didn't believe the, the narwhal existed. Now, now we know, yeah, it's, it's, it's real. So could unicorns exist? I, I'd like to think so. I love uh, Last Unicorns, like one of my favorite books and it's, it's my wife's favorite, favorite book. movies. So, oh, the movie's great. It's, schmendrick the the magnificent you know and all yeah. that so, yeah 
It was, it was one of my favorite wizards of all time, gang. So. If you've not seen it, it is a cartoon movie, but it is not a campy cartoon movie. No, it was, and was it Don Bluth? I think it was Don Bluth. It's, uh, or it may have been... Um, it's whoever did the Hobbit movie. It's the same person. Okay, okay. And not yeah. Peter Jackson, people who no, are listening. No, no, the animated, the animated Hobbits. So, yes. uh, um, but anyway, yeah, no, it is, it is an amazing uh amazing movie and an amazing book series peter beagle did the book and he actually did a sequel book fairly recently um and uh you know pretty epic and uh i know it's gosh it's considered just one of those great classics and, yes uh, yeah it's it's definitely yeah and it was uh the rankin bass was who produced it i'm looking it up right now and uh yeah it was just rankin bass so yeah, they were the ones who did the Hobbit movie. So very cool. Well, uh, cool. All right, but anyway, yeah. So unicorns might be real, gang. So unicorns might be real. I'm excited about that. So I, I just think it's because none of us are virgins. You can't see them. So yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, I wish it looked like that. Um, I'm, I'm anyway. That's but, the classic legend, anyway. Yeah, so. no, the classic legend, virgins, but that makes a lot of sense because a lot of the, yep. yeah. Yep. Anyway, um, well, anyway, anyway, so you... we just got back from an amazing trip. Uh, where air we... travelers, you might be wondering. We were traveling. We were traveling, and I traveled up to this wild place called Western North Carolina. Dun dun dun! And there's this person who lives up there, named Erica Lance. She and the mountains. Yeah, <laughs> and and I went up to their amazing mountain fortress, and I used my secret password, speak friend, and enter, and was allowed to uh, visit uh, the docking bay of the USS Normandy. Yes, so. yes, yes. Look at all these references. And no, yeah, look at all the this references. is not a travel stop, just those? for the record. We're going to discuss the travel stops. My house yes, is not a travel yes. stop. But anyway, so we got to get together and mm -hmm. uh, do some exploration a little bit. Uh, and we also got to make our world domination plans as, yes. we, uh, as we do our world tour planning. Uh, we are on the road to Dragon Con. We are on the road to Mothman Festival. We are going to be on the road to Spookala. We've got all these events forthcoming and we want you all to see us at all these things. But this was kind of a cool first step. And we had experiences on the road that were really cool. And, um, you know, I, as I like to say, I am not a paranormal investigator. I am not a Bigfoot hunter. I am not a UFO hunter. But I go with Bigfoot hunting teams. I go with ghost hunting teams. I go with big, you know, UFO hunting teams and get their stories. And that's why we can bring them to you as Erie travels. Yeah. Um, but one of the first places we went to was themed perfectly for us, right? Yes. No, it was. And I learned something when we went to that place. So yeah. um, we went to Waynesville, which is a, a wonderful town you can visit, which is between, um, it's like midway up between Georgia and Asheville, I think, or so. Somewhere anyway, in that area. Yeah, yeah, somewhere in that area, but it's called Waynesville, North Carolina. It's a very cute little town, and they have a place called uh, Boojums. 
Yeah. Boojums. I did not know that that Boojum, am I saying it correctly? Boojum. Boojum is the name for our little friend that we were discussing earlier in this episode. It is is a a Bigfoot, right? It is the Bigfoot. It is the, the, instead of the skunk ape, you guys call him a Boojum. You know, it's uh, in that area of North Carolina, South Tennessee, um, you know, and even North Georgia, it, that is one of his many names. You know, we, we, there are all the names for him all over the world. There's the Yeti, there's the, you know, I still think that's a different creature, but, you know, uh, but, uh, you know, Bigfoot, Sasquatch, the old man of the woods, you know, the tall man of the woods, you know, the wise man of the woods, there's all these different names for him. And Boojum is, you know, it's a short, for, you know, down here in Florida, we have the Barden Booger. You know, Boojum is another word for boogeyman. You know, and that's, and you know, it's fun. There's a, one of my favorite events in West Virginia is the Woodburger Jamboree and uh, the Woodburger Jamboree. And I'm like, all right, so yeah, that's basically Boojum. But this is a, this is a distillery. Uh, it is, it's a distillery that's in downtown Waynesville. And we just happened to come up, uh, it's posted on our Facebook. There's a picture yeah. of us on a bench that says, you know, beware of the boot jump. And I didn't know what that was. <laughs> Mark pointed it out. And I just have to say for all of the things I pay attention to in life, I happened to look over at the beautiful mural that they have on their wall. And I think you got a picture of it. So maybe we can yeah. post it. And it's um, Sasquatch feet in yeah, a forest. It looks like looks like these little animals by these you know this giant tree, but then you when you look close, you realize the tree are two feet. Yeah, and, no. Yeah, so that's the secret. Yeah, you know, the secret that you you don't see the Bigfoot because of the trees. Yeah, so no, that's that. And guess what? Your lovely co-host Erica did not see the Bigfoot for the trees in that particular picture. So. And now we were staying at an inn in Franklin, uh, the best Western there. No, I was it in Dillsboro. Dillsborough, Dillsborough, right? Dillsborough. Yeah. Sorry, you're right. Thank you. And it was on the uh, Tennessee, Little Tennessee River, mm-hmm. and it is beautiful place to stay. And it's right next to some train tracks where the Smoky Mountain um, tourist train goes through the Smoky Mountain Railroad, which and is you can you can do um, a normal train ride with them. You can do mm-hmm. a, a sort of a booze train ride where you can do a whiskey train ride. And you can also do a wine train ride. And I think you can do a local distillery, I mean, local um, uh, beer train ride. And that goes right through Dillsboro that has a couple of restaurants that we went to, right? Which right. was the um, R&R Tavern. r which is railroad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, and it was at an old train station that's been converted into an amazing farm-to-table restaurant. Oh, that's foragers. So there's foragers, the- foragers. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. they're R&R was the other, the other location. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. I got them confused. RR was very good too. So yeah, they're both amazing. RR has a bathtub you can take a photo in out front. Yeah. And then you found kind of an amazing coffee shop down there too. Yeah, didn't you? yeah. Oh gosh, Carrie's gonna kill me because I can't remember the name of it. So, but I'll put it in the notes. But uh it's uh, a very artsy uh coffee shop in a 200 year old building. I was just thrilled by the building. And um, the uh, coffee shop was a young, young proprietor and she really put her work into it. And I got a nice black beard chai that uh, was one of her creations uh, because I love my teas. And then Carrie got a coffee from her to die for. And uh, we we can't wait to come back. It's going to be awesome. But across that train. Isn't that the Heart Coffee Company? Heart Coffee Company. Yes. 
because there's little hearts on all of her coffee cups. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're the best. I had to save it because if somebody's going to travel up this way and yeah. come stay in this inn when you explain what we have. Oh, I can't wait to talk about this. So, so yeah. So that yeah. Dillsborough is a little teeny town. It used to be a railroad town, literally yeah. a railroad town. If you want to see what a railroad town looked like, this, this is, is exactly that. Yes. This is it. And, um, but foragers, farm to table, everything super fresh, which is made from the old railway station. And then R&R is just a little building that you can tell was part of the railroad system, yeah. but um, that is a great place. And then the Hart Coffee Shop. So you got to find yeah. some really yummy food and stuff there. These are there. hundreds of year old buildings and stuff. So of course they've got ghost stories. They've got legends. They've got all kinds of stuff. Every single one of these places had a ghost story, which was amazing to me the heart coffee company has a ghost story on their second floor which is uh a more like a thrift shop you know it's like an antique store in there and there's a ghost of a man who walks around upstairs i have i'm going to do research i'm going to find out who this guy is uh the uh r&r railroad has a ghost of a conductor that supposedly haunts that building and and is seen just making rounds like checking for tickets before you load onto the train uh and then the um you know it was it was just so cool and while we're at the hotel across the street from us was an old abandoned couple railroad cars and Eric oh and yes just, we had to go up to it because one of them called to us because it was the old car for the scenic smoky mountain railroad used to do the Halloween Express, and this old car still had jack o' lantern on the side and and all that. Now train tracks are non trespassable. People don't go there. Uh, don't climb onto the old abandoned train car, but you can take a picture of it. Uh, and it is right across from this hotel. And uh, don't do it when they're running the trains. Um, oh yeah, definitely train not. schedule. Stay away from it when they're running the trains because trains do not stop on a dime. By the nope. way, my friends. Nope. But there is an um um I think there's a little video because you threatened to go inside that particular train. <laughs> I was joking. I was like, yeah, yeah, hey, look, Halloween Express, let's go. And uh yeah, that was that was fun. Uh we we had fun with that. But now all that said, yo, we were we had experience in the hotel. You had experience. So what is the name of this? Is the best western, best right? Western in Dillsborough. And yeah. now I was able to, well, I don't want to spoil anything. So let no, me don't spoil you. anything. Tell me. So I came to pick you up for us to yeah. do more of our world domination planning and go yep. to eat at haunted restaurants. Cause like you do Yes. and go find out what Boojo meant. I felt a little dumb after that, but that's fine. I've recovered bookstores and look yeah. at bookstores. Let's be honest. Yeah. It's fun things like that, but let's talk about your experience the first night you were there. Yeah, so the first night I'm there, uh, it's got kind of a, you know, we're, we're setting the AC, we're doing all the things that you do when you get to your hotel, because we're Florida people, you got to crank that AC down to zero, even though it was 38 degrees when we got up there. Which I was, was going to you know, say it was 38 degrees at night, but that's okay, yeah. continue. Yeah, yeah, but anyway, I'm still, you know, getting everything set up. We put a bunch of, um, you know, I, anyway, we get our stuff set up, we put our food and drinks in the fridge we you know we've got things organized i get the meds all set up because you know hey you know I, I, i'm an older guy i gotta have my meds and then you know we get comfy we turn on forensic files we're good 
And um, because by the way, you can find forensic files on TV no matter where you stay in a hotel or motel, either HLN or uh, whatever channel the smart TV has. There's a whole usually a forensic files channel, and that's what Carrie uses to go to sleep. So that's that's her white noise to go to sleep is and the man buried the body. <laughs> you know, I appreciate Carrie for that because yeah. I will fall asleep to killer shows and my other half is like, could we it's so funny she watch anything else? Yep, yep. It's so funny where my kids can't stand this the you know the spooky stuff, you know, like that, but they can fall asleep to murder things. You know, yeah, I'm the same, yeah, I'm the same way. I can I can do both. But anyway the um i'm going to sleep we go, we go to bed yeah it's been a long journey up um i'll talk about a couple of places we stopped on the way up uh, after the break but we're we're crashing and i just about get to sleep and i hear strange noises that sound like a beating of drums and i'm like wait a minute we're not too far from cherokee this is former native lands and I'm like, what is going on? And I'm like, and it sound, and I'm like, and that's not outside the hall. This is in the room with us. And I'm like, whoa, that woke me wide awake. And I'm like, okay, this is weird. And then I felt a presence, like something in the room with us. And I'm like, okay, whoever you are, we're just visiting. We're coming through. We are, uh, we're, we're, we're exploring up here and, uh, you know, we mean you no harm, you know, please just let me go back to sleep. And, uh, and it immediately went away the sensation. So I think I did what I needed to do. Drank some and water. You just got to tell them. Like, yeah, sometimes just tell them and, you know, put them in their place, you know, but also but, just tell them you're not in there. You know, you're not bothering them. You know, you're not, you mean them no harm. Did and you then, not open the door to see about the drums? Well, that was just, I went to the hallway to see if maybe something unusual. Uh, I looked down the hall, nothing. I don't hear it anymore. Um, I, I'm i like, okay. Um, I go back inside. It's gone. It's all gone. I'm like, all right. And Carrie, of course, oblivious. Slept through the whole thing. You know, because that's Carrie. Carrie's uh, our hero for that. Yes. She is the ghost lodestone. Nothing affects her. So I finally get back to sleep a little bit later. And the next morning, uh, I had to tell Erica about my strange experiences. Yes. And then we're going to take a break. And then I'm going to tell you what I figured out. You are such a tease, but we will be right back with Eerie Travels. Eerie Appalachia. Gear up for a frightful jaunt into the darkest reaches of the ancient Appalachians. Folks deep within the Appalachian hollers lean close to the campfire to share stories of the inexplicable with hushed awe. Monsters rumbling in the hills, strange lights darting through the pitch black night sky, horrible occurrences almost ineffable in their bizarre tragedy. Tall tales, you might say. Tell that to the Flatwoods monster in Braxton County, West Virginia, or the Goat Man of Louisville. Look into his humanoid eyes and let him know you don't believe. 
What of those apparitions in Mammoth Cave's Corpse Rock, or the Satan spawn known as the Jersey Devil? How do you respond when confronted by these mysteries? From the metaphysical energy that swirls near Serpent Mound in Ohio, to Point Pleasant's Mothman Legacy, Mark Muncie and Carrie Schultz explore the dark history lurking in the shadows of Appalachia. Read by Mark Muncie, author and experts on strange folklore with appearances on shows such as Ancient Aliens, The Curse of Robert the Doll, and many, many more. Greetings, mortals and others. I'm Dick Terhune, the voice from hell. I work with haunted attractions all over the U.S., Canada, and Europe to increase audiences and enhance their experience with highly effective commercials, narrations, animatronic character voices, whatever your dark heart desires. Let me help you do more, scare more, profit more. Find out more at Voice From Hell on Facebook and at voicefromhell.com. And we're back. So, you were terrible tease there, Mark. Yes. About so I tell Erica all the strangeness that happened, and then we went on more adventures for the day. And I and, firmly decided never to stay in this hotel. Continue. But then I get back there that night, and I realized what the drum sound was. I figured it out. And what was the drum sound? All right, Mister Skeptic here. You know I have to. You know, I'm I'm a believer, but I'm also, hey, let's debunk these things because sometimes it's well, simple function. Sometimes you have to look at it. You can't just just believe. You have to yeah. look at what potentially it could be, but you can't go too far the other direction where you're like, no, this is scientifically this is, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, no, because no. you explain the drums, but you didn't explain the presence. Right, right. And that's just it. So the drums were us from Florida putting our water bottles in the refrigerator in the cabinet that's under the tv and we put our hot water bottles that had been with us on the road and now we were in this cold area they all were freezing in the refrigerator which we didn't realize the refrigerator was set that cold in the hotels usually they're not and they started popping and the oh. echo of that popping on you know and it's muffled inside a wooden cabinet boom, boom, boom. almost you know haunting of hill house banging on the walls and i'm like and then it happened the next night i put another water bottle as i was putting a water bottle in i heard one of them pop as i realized they're full they're iced now and i'm like oh and i'm like uh and as it echoed i was like there we go. Well, so, at least it wasn't something coming to hunt you on night two. So no, nope, nope, exactly. And then now the presence, I still can't explain. It was just an, a strange feeling. Uh, did not happen the rest of the time there. So um, well, it it obviously wasn't the Hat Man because he wouldn't have just left by you no. saying, "Hey, we're here to visit." So and maybe also, it was a neighbor, you don't know. Yeah, it wouldn't have been one of our following ghosts that uh, you know has followed us through hell views and. And all that. So um you, you said hell view. So yeah. Anyway, well, let's just round this up. Let's, you let's you round we this had up. A so good adventure. Good adventure on the way up. We got to stop at one of our favorite places, which is Yamer Farms in North Georgia. Uh, they are a wonderful family farm. They do an amazing pumpkin patch and maze every Halloween. So it is worth your trip. Uh, about an hour south of where, about an hour south of where we were in North Georgia. It's very close to the Bigfoot uh, headquarters. 
uh, in uh, Blue Ridge, Georgia. And um, highly recommend you go there. They have all the latest produce, all the fun things. They make handcrafted pies that are like the old school hostess fruit pies, but they're like twice as big and they're fresh. They made them with the fresh fruit that they picked that day. Yeah, and and then they make these amazing sandwiches. We always suffer their sandwiches. Um, it when you get like their turkey and cheese sandwich, it is literally you feel like it's something wrapped up, mom wrapped up for lunch. Uh, you know, when you were nine years old and going oh, to school. Wow. And you open it up and you open up the, the plastic and the turkey is like super thick, and you know, the cheese is fresh farm cheese and and it's white bread that they baked. Oh my god, it's just it's incredible. So and then get their boiled peanuts they have a giant tub of boiled peanuts outside and it is the best boiled peanuts in the world. Um, so Yammer farms, we love you. We can't wait. We'll be there every weekend when we get up that way. Um, anyway, yeah, my mouth is watering just talking about all that. I, I noticed uh, that. And, and don't forget, you can visit Dillsboro. You can stay in yes. the haunted in, um, you know, of course yeah, there, um, the oh. Jarrett house is being rebuilt, which is a famous old railroad bed and breakfast. You know, it was a, boarding house but now it is a bed going to be a bed and breakfast and that should be opening later this year they were working on it and they're restoring it to its natural glory so I'm well excited. that's creeping just literally gave me goosebumps because well, it was only talking... only four murders happened there so you know it's yeah so we well we'll do some more on this uh, yeah when it well, reopens we will be visiting and, and yeah we'll tell you all the gory details then so for future for future use but yes i mentioned hellview and you listened to the episode so for the listeners that may have not listened to the Hellview episode, shame on you. But if you haven't listened to it yet, it was an episode that I unfortunately was not able to attend. But you had um, our producer Callie was on there and your other um, uh, little spawn, yeah. aka mini me, Beth was on there. Yes. And you were talking about because um, I'm not going to give it all away. But um, Callie was uh, being me on the episode, and I still <laughs> appreciate because she said one of my favorite words in the entire world, and that's how you know it's me, which is fuck. And she did a brilliant <laughs> job of being me. She also did, uh, I would say, a very good job, not brilliant job of keeping you kind of on task because- yeah. I realize that the Munsees cannot be left alone to their own accord because they- We will bunny they, trail. We will bunny yeah, trail. Shiny like objects. business everywhere but what was really i mean the entire story of you creating hellview cemetery is amazing which was a haunted house that you used to have in your backyard um that became really well sought after until the city decided to be down. assholes and close it down and but one of the things i thought was really interesting is your discussion of the fear monger yes because this is something I think is not talked about a lot. And you mentioned that on the show. And it is something that I think um, children are almost more prone to than adults, right? Yeah. And, you know, we talk about not knowing what things are. And listen, I, you know, I, on some things, I know I'm much more of a believer than, than you are, Mark. And there's some things that you have more knowledge of, but one of the things we universally agree on is that there are stuff we just don't know that right. exists and we don't have necessarily a quote unquote, real good scientific explanation. Sometimes scientists like to say things and I, I reference our you know, um, the, the sleep episode where we're talking about 
the hat man and uh, we we've had listeners write in about the other versions of the hat man right that are in and we'll cover those in a future episode but you know sleep paralysis and that's what we were talking about and how um people describing sleep paralysis when scientists try to talk about it they're not including the entity part or the feeling of hands on the chest. Like I get, if you feel you can't move, but it's different when you feel like you're being held down or you feel like you're being uh, muzzled in some way. And the fear monger was something similar to this. I already got the heebie-jeebies. I just, I want to say just for the record on this entire conversation, nope. Um, But um, these kind of entities that create this fear and feed off of fear yeah they they literally go after your phobias and it's uh we were talking about chillingham castle in scotland and we we talked about a couple other places where these Um, excuse me i'd like to clarify where you thought that was as somebody of irish descent ireland at first but it's scotland yes it is in scotland which is not Ireland. Oh, I know, I know, I screwed up. So that's okay. Uh, and I got I just enough grief for, for that. All the Irish the... people out there, I had to. I'm getting. I got enough grief. Thank you, people who wrote me emails. Yo. Yeah, no, thank you for doing that because hey, why? Off the people who were mad at you about the Twilight Vampire. So it's, I was going to say good. the vampire. Stop trying to get them back with the vampire thing. <laughs> they should be mad about the Scotland thing. But, but yeah, no fear mongers. Yeah, they are a thing where they they they. You know, there's one of the early episodes of the great show, A Haunting. Uh, they were talking about one that was in Cleveland, and the guy saw literally saw a creepy clown in his house, and it's because he's terrified of clowns. This thing literally goes after your worst fear and well, brings and it to you and then feeds off your fear. You know, clowns are terrifying. You know, um, I had somebody listen to the episode that was talking about their fear of clowns, and they kind of wondered. I don't know if you've heard of that clown motel. I think it's in yeah like Arizona or New Mexico or yeah. yeah. And it's, so you can stay there and the whole thing is themed clowns, but not like happy clowns. Like it's it's creepy. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like these doll places that had like the doll hotels. I will never be staying there. So don't ask. (laughs) And, you know, she was talking about, you wondered if there was one of those there and got me thinking, and this is something, and I know we're going to have, a future guest, and maybe we we uh, have him on sooner rather than later, James Michael Roddy, who oh, yeah. um, worked at a lot of haunted houses. But I kind of wonder, these fear mongers at places like Halloween Horror Nights and things like that, because there are some places they set up specific for those events. And do they live there? Mark, you work there. Talk yeah, about I mean, that. And that's just, if, if it's, you know, if, if you're going to generate all this fear and if these things feed on it, course they're going to be drawn to it it is you know that's like you know open season you know it, it's like uh you know you know our boy colin robinson from what we do in the shadows he would just love an insurance salesman convention you know this is the type of thing like that this is you know blood in the water so these things come and then they enhance it and and i used to joke when when the psychic told us about it in our backyard i used to joke to the psychic i said do we have to pay him because he's making our scares better? Maybe that's why we're getting such great reviews when we have a budget of about eight dollars. Yeah, uh, yeah, and it was because was that enhancing the fear? Were people seeing ghosts that weren't there? And we did have people tell us, "Oh, I, that that scare in that one area was amazing." And I'm like, "We didn't have an actor in there. You know, we didn't have anything." So you know, it's you know, their imaginations were playing tricks with them, or was it that? You know, well, um, and it sounds like just from the stories from your um children that it absolutely was something 
what yeah. was driving this, you know, yeah. and being into fear monger or whatever, like I, you know, it's interesting because I think we've all had times in our lives, potentially, maybe not, maybe you're one of those people that's never scared, go you, yeah. that that happens where it's almost you know, there is irrational fears, but there in the moment, the fear is irrational. Like, it's not like you saw a clown jump out from a bushes, but all right. of a sudden you walk down a hallway and you're suddenly terrified, right? For no reason. And you start putting into place what gets associated with that fear. It's just, it leads me to wonder if any of the par paranormal investigators and stuff, and we should ask some of them about this specifically, have tried to go out and do research in places that have so much fear being generated in them and you know and that's you know honestly we think of things like waverly uh you know and the uh, penhurst where they were just in asylums and you know there were terrible things going on there and maybe that's why these areas are so much you know just naturally creepier when you go there you get that sense of dread and fear that could be these things, you know, again, we don't know the rules. We don't, we don't even know if these things exist. I mean, are they fey? Are they, you know, cause that's what, you know, the Scottish people at Gillingham think it's a fey creature or an elemental spirit, you know, because it's not, you know, a natural spirit. It is a poltergeist. It's literally just this thing to just, you feel fear and you feel terror and, you know, but it's not like a normal ghost or just walking through the wall doing the same thing it did 100 years well, ago. And the same people don't report seeing the same thing. Right. So that, that's what makes it a little different because it's that gentleman that you talked about in the episode that talks about the clown. You know, clowns are creepy to me, but that's not on my top 10 list of creepy things. I just, no. you know, and same with you. That is not on the top 10 list of things that necessarily creep you out. But there are things that if we were in the same place at the same time, what would we each see yeah. and can it react that way? I'm just, I'm curious because another thing I thought of, which I'm going to go on a slight tangent here because oh, all good. talking about traveling is I wonder on some of these, like you hear about the penitentiaries and even like the May Stringer house, which I went to and stuff. When you go, you already know it's haunted. You know, the rumors, you know, the things. So trying to prove or disprove it's haunted. I kind of wonder what would happen if you took somebody, took them there sort of like blindfolded muted you know like so they can't hear don't know and don't know any of the backstory like don't try to set them up and obviously at night it's going to be really creepy because anything like that the woods here you were here it gets dark here it gets oh, man, super very dark. quick i'm like so excited yeah but um you know you take somebody to a place like that during the day and go how do they react do they just think it's an old abandoned building and it's fine or do they immediately have a reaction like the terror, the fear, because I don't know, to me, it's interesting when you set the stage, like going into a haunted house, you are prepared to be scared, at least jump scared in a haunted house. That's what the majority of scares I think are in haunted houses are jump scares, right? Right, right. You know, you um, usually set up and distract, you know, it's like you have those beautiful set, you have the, you know, the animatron that, you know, jumps out at you. That's actually not the scare because it's the actor who gets you from the other side that gets you so it's a setup knockdown setup knockdown and that's all most haunts are is some of the better haunts are setup knockdown setup knockdown some of them have these amazing sets you know we love our netherworld because they do it so well it is immersive it is literally like walking into another world and then it's a setup knockdown setup knockdown and you know and that's you know that's what these are it's just a matter of you know what level they set it up at uh one of the famous things ben armstrong who runs netherworld joked about he said, you know, he's this $2 million haunt. 
and then they got this second warehouse next to him and he didn't have time to set it up for Halloween. So he did what was called a blackout maze where they just, it's just completely pitch black. No set design, no nothing. And he gives his actors night vision goggles. And so, you know, while the people are walking through completely pitch black, they can walk up right behind you and go, yar, yar, boo, yar, just, you know, basics. And he got the end when everybody's filling out their exit surveys. You know, what did you like the best? And he is, he, you know, he was so happy that Netherworld always scores well, but that little blackout maze scored better, you know, and he hadn't spent any money on it. <laughs> He's like, how, do, that's all I'm going to do from now on. It's going to be black, everything. <laughs> you know? Well, and it's, it's true because you, you, you lose all the rest of your senses and, you're... and you're, you become so heightened for terror. And, and if something jumps out at you in the dark, yes, you flinch, you get scared. That's the whole point. Yeah, so, so I have two two prospects for our paranormal investigators. One, I'd like to see more investigation on the fearmonger phenomenon in places that routinely have scared people in them regularly. Yeah. Not like the you know the asylum. not a haunted location, but something that does a haunted house, an attraction. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Where go when it's at the peak and look at that sort of thing and where the pieces are. So that was number one. And number two is I'd love to see them do. And um, some investigating with people who are not prepared, do not know they're on a paranormal thing, you know, think they're just giving a tour something. Where Going you into place some, them. Yeah, some old building, you know. For, yeah. yeah, that you know is haunted, but just don't tell them any of that. Make them think they're doing something else and see how that goes for them. Because it, you know, like, it's different if you already know, like, you know, we know something is haunted, like. I, I, you know, I'm not going into the attic of the Mayspringer house again. I, that's good. I'm hard pass. I'll let you go up there. Yeah. I will stand outside and I will, you know, direct people as to where they can get possessed by an evil person upstairs. But, you know, if I, I already know that. So going in there, I'm already heightened to that. So what would happen is if you sent somebody up to that attic that had no idea why they were in that attic to begin with? Yep. Yeah, you know, just look at the historical artifacts up there and just tell me what you think, you know, and, yeah. uh, you know, and that's what the, the point of uh, a couple of these paranormal shows are is like, uh, you know, the dead files. One of their things is they have their psychic go in unknowing everything, you know, but it's television. Remember that gang, it's television. This is coming from Mr. Curse of Robert the Doll and a few other paranormal shows. Remember television. So it's not, it's entertainment. But it is still cool. Sometimes you get the history. So, you know. You uh, do. And so um, our travels for this time is travel to Dillsboro, travel yes. to Waynesville, North Carolina, if you'd like to. Um, the farm is located where? It's Gamer Farms. Uh, it's on old 441. And we'll post the link, you know, in the shop. It's in North Georgia. So. Perfect. And um, I'm just going to say for parents out there or anyone if your children are having a lot of nightmares and things like that, maybe get some sage, maybe look at things, whether your belief is there or not, there could be something that's feeding off of that. Yeah. I they mean, may that's... legitimately have a monster under the bed. Yep. Yep. It, it certainly doesn't hurt to, you know, to, to, to have some good intentions. To, exactly. To take so, and whatever your belief system is that will have that, do not get your child exercised. That's not what we're talking about. But maybe cleanses the space. And now, do you have a paranormality 
article? I do. Oh my right. goodness. Yeah. yeah let's I forgot. do that before we walk out of here. So yeah. Oh my goodness. This one is funny. It made me laugh so hard. And I think as I read it, I was like, okay. So paranormality, ready? Yeah. Bank manager stole money to pay a witch doctor. Hey, wow. You talk about breaking bad. Oh no, this, yeah. this is a lot more than you would think. Former bank manager, Engelborg Strauss. Wow. That's his name was sentenced to eight years in prison by the Swamp Mund Regional Court for stealing $1.16 million from the Standard Bank and allegedly using it to pay for the services of a witch doctor. Strauss was sentenced to 10 years, two of which were suspended for five years um, in a trial of theft and money, money laundering. Right. He pleaded guilty to the theft, but not guilty to the money laundering um, because he admitted that stealing the money and leaving 800000 at a bridge as instructed by the witch doctor, Mama Lala. <laughs> a few oh, weeks. Lala, Madam Lala, you got to know that. That's got to yes. be real. A few weeks later, he put money into a bank account under the same person's instructions. Both women claim. They were scammed by Mama Lala. Yes. Oh, this is, um, yes, Mama Lala. During the judgment, the court acknowledged Strauss's severe financial strain and honestly, but um, emphasized that the true victim was the bank because oh, yeah, none of the stolen money was recovered. And this is in Nambia. Oh, so man. the fact is, this bank A manager. Scam in Nambia? That's crazy. Yeah. Stole <laughs> one point almost two million dollars one point almost two yeah. for rounding up to give to a witch doctor now here's the only thing about the magazine article that i didn't love was it didn't mention what he's he was paying for like what he thought yeah. this witch doctor but was that going to get him you know exactly was it, was it going to get him a, a voodoo doll was it going to get him uh 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 this or that i i one of my favorite things ever was the great Vincent Price, my ringtone, uh, you know, was uh, was once on Hollywood Squares. And the question that was asked to him is, what, you go to the acupuncturist and the acupuncturist pokes the needle in you. What happens next? And Vincent Price just leans down and says, he leans right close to the camera and he goes, somewhere in the world, a small doll dies. Okay, oh, so perfect. I do, you know, he is perfect. I actually just on Paranormality Magazine, the Nambia Magazine is actually where this came from. And it turns out the money was stolen actually to help um, do a ritual to get them out of financial struggles, right? Oh, so but because dollars to get a million more. Yeah, because Mama Lala could not sacrifice a cow. <gasps> they refused? The, yeah they Dude. she wanted money and started threatening the family oh yeah gonna give you the evil eye gonna give you all kinds of craziness you know yeah so that so, so that becomes blackmail so just i am just do not black, get black magic mail doctors. i don't know what you'd call that <laughs> don't get i told the witch, witch doctors, doctors you know you know you know and he said to me ooh, ee, ooh, ah, ah, ting tang walla walla bing bang so yes 
Yes, I'm going to let that go because you were supposed to say how one gets a discounted subscription to that awesome magazine. Oh, yeah, you could use that magic word, but it's not going to work. So go to paranormalitymag.com and use the code TRAVELS, not... That won't work. Use the code TRAVELS and you get 10% off and you know, off anything there, not just subscriptions. You can get the individual issues, which are great. There's one with uh, our good friend, Jim Butcher, you know, does an interview, uh, one with our friend, Dave Spinks. Uh, well, there's one that, you know, details some other people you might know. Uh, but also you Mark's can also talking vote. about himself. You can vote for your favorite paranormality uh, podcast, your par favorite paranormal oh. podcast. And that uh, could every be us. Month. And we would love if you put us down. So, um, yeah, so, and then you can get those amazing articles. So, and tell them we sent you, so. Yes, absolutely. Have fun with it because it can definitely lighten the day and make you definitely think to yourself, I wouldn't fall for that. Or would I? Or would I? So, yeah. But okay. you know, they do. I think the, I think the well, Mama Lala just wanted to talk to them about their car's extended warranty. I think that's all. Really <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, gang, thank you so much for joining us again on this eerie travels. I know it wasn't quite our usual, but we hope you enjoyed it. And uh, we are going to be at a bunch of events coming up. So go to eerietravels.com and you can find out all the latest and greatest of places we're going to be. You can follow us on Instagram, TikTok, all the fun things. Uh, we have a link tree, Eerie Travels, that you can also find now, which, which has all the links to all our stuff. And we're going to let Destiny play us out. Erica, any last words? Come see us at one of our shows. We're going to yes. have merch. We're going to be there. You can bring me threatening vampire tapes. I heard that's coming. I can't wait. <laughs> and we will see you all on the other side.